Shafey? Shafey, are you there? I produced a whole a whole children's concert series at the at the theater in Topanga. Uh, Night has fallen once again over the hill country surrounding Austin, Texas. Here I sit behind my microphone inside my ivy-covered cave. The little landlord's bird feeder is long vacant, though the memory of the birds stays with us through these dark, dark hours. And uh, it's time once again for One Magical Hour, a Matthew and Schaefer podcast spectacular. I'm very excited to be joining you guys this evening. I believe this is episode 96, but I'll have to check on that later. If only uh, if only we can figure this out in a timely fashion, I'm sure we can. Uh, very excited to be here with you. Looking forward to bringing you a poetry corner and a news cruise. And we're excited we're going to announce yet another contest here just a little bit later, which uh, I'm sure uh, Ellen and Adam will compete neck and neck at uh, once again, and nobody else, <laughs> if I had to guess. But we'll get all to, that, all that, to, to all that in a minute. First, we're going to hear from You Know Him, You Love Him. It's got mandibles like the Predator. He's the pride of Topanga, California. He is the... Montserrat Mistaker and the Martinique Magnifiqueer. He's Matthew Rampy. Hey, Shafee, baby, I got your podcast. Don't you worry. I said, hey, baby, I got your podcast. Hey, Shafee. You ever notice that sometimes even the best hook is just repeated too many times in a song? That... I mean that particular song does repeat those words. It's quite it's a bit repetitive. That... <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of songs that were you know can really drag you down with the repetition. And then I think about songs like uh, George Harrison's "I Got My Mind Set on You," which is really only like 27 words. You know? Yeah. Um, uh, that's pop yeah. music. That's that's pop music. It, it's 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 about uh, it's all about repetition. And speaking of repetition, welcome to episode ninety six, Shafi. Ninety six, yes. I uh yeah I did I didn't really break any new ground with my intro today. It's funny when 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 we're leading up to that intro. You know, sometimes I like to shake it up. Sometimes I don't. Sometimes I don't know if I'm going to shake it up or not. <laughs> that was definitely today. Comes. Yeah. I was like, I thought maybe I was going to shake it up, but then I didn't. I did it exactly the same. And there's, it's comforting. There's comfort in the familiar and there's excitement in the strange. And it's fun to mix that all together into uh, one magical hour, as they say. I, of course, want to focus on my part. Um, I, I would... <laughs> I want you to mix it up a little bit more with uh, with my who am I? Because everybody knows that I've got mandibles like the predator. Everybody knows I'm the Martinique Mystiker. I was born to podcast. I am the pride of Topanga or Torzana, California. But like, <laughs> it seems like there's an evolution there. But I, but again, that's your 
realm. Yeah. And like a like a mosaic. We don't infringe upon each other's realms. Except I, uh, glint, except the light glinting off onto one another's. It has occurred to me lately too that there needs your epithets need to uh that you need an addition somewhere. Although can you see me on the video? Can yeah. You me on the video? I, I do I I did think of like a hand symbol I could do for mandibles <laughs> like the predator. Do you see that? Uh, for the uh, listeners who obviously can't see because this is imaginary radio, he is doing a very funny thing with his hands and his eyes. Uh, Basic, basically, I have, I'm making the phone symbol. You got your thumb up, you've got your pinky out with both hands. You put your thumb right up on your uh, uh, sideburns if you got them, and you put your pinkies kind of down below your chin, right? And then you open it up. <laughs> like the predator, you know, it's the old, it's the, this, I see, I can see one magical universe greeting each other like this in the future. <laughs> I, uh, <laughs> I just photographed it extensively and I'll put it on the Facebook Good. page for you. Good. So you, so you can know your greeting. I'm glad I wore a clean shirt tonight. <laughs> learn, learn the future, uh, uh, one magical nation hand signal, hand, hand sign. I should so, still have my Chelsea jersey on. Yeah, big win today. Congratulations. Yeah. Thanks. I'm a Chelsea fan. As I think that there's some uh, documentary of this in this space. I think there's Chelsea discussion, fan. yeah. Marcus Young's family lived in Fulham, which is near uh, Stanford Bridge, right around the corner from Stanford Bridge. And uh, Chelsea since 96. Um yeah, we won the Champions League. Again, it's happened before. You know, it's a little bit de rigueur. No, there's nothing de rigueur about that in terms of, like, is an all-premiership Champions League, which I would say in recent years, let's go back 10, 15 much. years. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's not – it is not dominated by the Premier League. I can in think fact, of I, uh, a Liverpool-Chelsea uh champions league final but that was i mean well that that, that was i think it was, was man u going on 15 was, years now uh there might have been that too man u, chelsea yeah okay there might have been that also but there was definitely a liverpool chelsea champions league final in uh about 15 years ago and oh you know maybe that was is it possible that was some other cup I can't it's, keep them all. Is, can't keep them all straight. Is, European Classic one, Liverpool one, Chelsea nil. When when was that from? Oh, can you hear that? No. Can you, no. There is. When was when was this? Two thousand five. There you go. Oh, you're right. You were right. All right. Yeah, fifteen We're years ago, almost exactly. Man. Uh, anyway, um, yeah, good, good answer. Um, well, there, there's a new segment where we actually like check ourselves <laughs> during the show. Usually, we just spout bollocks and correct ourselves later. So. Uh, the the buzz there is. I have actually had have heard people since the, today's game. There are some folks talking about how the uh, the American player almost scored a goal. Yep. 
we hit first American player in the Champions League final. I guess that's not really that shocking of a statistic. Like, <laughs> there it really is just a handful of American players that have played top level European football. I yeah, mean, you, you can you can name them on seven digits, I think. Um, and certainly, you know, Americans Americans had a lot of goalkeepers play in the top flight. We're good at slapping stuff out of the air, Americans. <laughs> but uh, yes, Christian Christian Pulisic, Wunderkind, Wunderkind, uh, man, that guy's awesome. He's, I guess, he fell out of favor with the manager. Does this turn into a soccer podcast? And this, <laughs> I'm sorry, this is an arts and entertainment podcast, and the game wasn't that entertaining. It was a one. It was a scintillating one nil. Uh, ch- classic Chelsea get a goal, park the bus kind of victory. Um, defense wins championships. I just want to remind everybody. And preparation makes podcasts. So let's move on down the show sheet. <laughs> uh, I, got used some new... the... Go I used our elevator pitch today, speaking of arts and entertainment oh, podcasts. Did. Oh, you yeah. did? Oh, yeah. Who'd you say that to? Uh, for Christine, Nate's wife. Mm-hmm. Uh, she was asking, and uh, she. You know, it, it obviously it appealed to her. It did its job. So give it, give it to me, so to speak. I said, uh, uh, right it's, I said it's an arts, in, it's an arts and entertainment podcast in which two uh, grown men search for community comedy and comfort in the contemporary world. Wow, that sounds that's pretty profesh. I see that you've polished it a bit. She thought, uh, yeah, she thought that it. It was funny. It made her laugh, and you know, <laughs> made it sound like she wanted to wanted to hear more. I was okay. like, if that's all it takes to make you laugh, you're gonna love the show. You are going to. You're love gonna laugh so much, Christine. Show. Um, I got some new earbuds, Shafee. Um. I, you know, I would listen to, I would cut the cast um, on my PC, on my PC computer, and it would sound pretty good. And I, then I would listen to it on my device, on my phone, you know, and it was sounding, God, we, I couldn't turn the volume up enough. But then I'm starting kind of inspecting my earbuds that I got with my iPhone 6 like five years ago. And I'm realizing they're a little worn. And and then I was realizing that, oh, I see one of them is definitely not powering very much. So <laughs> I got a new pair of earbuds and the show sounds good. So I'm, uh, I'm pretty stoked about that. Good. I, was, yeah. I wonder if uh, I wonder if there was somebody out there in in the in one magical nation who was kind of just casually listening to the show and just perked up with excitement because they thought they were going to hear a Matthew Rampy Disney movie description of the movie Airbud, and then they're like, "Oh, no, I this. <laughs> I'll put that on the list for sure." Is that, um, is that even a Disney I, movie? I don't know. I think it is, and I um, and that's right up our alley. We like talking dog movies in this family, especially <laughs> gold, my wife Amy. Gold. Amy doesn't care for animation, but she'll do a talking animal movie. Um, <laughs> I don't know if Air Bud is actually a talking animal movie. Either. I don't think um, he talks. It's a golden retriever who yeah. plays basketball. Yeah, but, but I, don't, anthrop- I don't. But he's anthropomorphized to some degree. Like, I mean, yeah. obviously, it's, yeah. It's, it's, it's funny that we do that a lot. Um, 
I, I'm still doubtful that that is actually a popular segment, but um, but you're you're the one who's in touch with the people, so I take your word for it. The people have spoken. Yeah, can I tell you about my work a little bit? Yeah, absolutely. Like something that was going on at work. I was, you know, I'm kind of uh, gathering some uh, photographic evidence of our past work. Uh, the I think Blue Sky at times has been so busy and. Well, also construction sites are weird because like you go onto a construction site and you um, a, a big commercial site and you have your scope and you do your work. And oftentimes when you're done, the site's not finished, you know. Yeah. Um, and then so that we're off site. And so there's been some issues with, um, you know, not returning and getting good photos. And so we. We did the Oracle cloud computing waterfront campus here in Austin, Texas. Uh, like three years ago now, we installed these massive decks uh, on the terraces there and at the entrances and at this tree well that's between the main building and the parking garage. Like we were on that site for nine months, I think. Mm-hmm. I recall. Um, yeah. And we, we, uh, you know, we were wondering about the state of all that. And there had been a phase two since I had been gone doing other things. And we didn't have really good evidence of that. So I, I had gone by Oracle, which is a big company. You're right. You're aware of that. Yeah. You've heard you've heard of Oracle, you know. <laughs> and um, the, the corporate campus is so massive. And it's a, it's an amazing facility and the design is very cool, but it's very institutional and it has a very like Death Star feel. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, like, it felt like when we were building it, it kind of felt like the Death Star. And then now that it's finished, of course it's pandemic, it's still sort of pandemic. Like there was nobody up there. Uh, they still got people working remotely and um, it was eerily quiet, but I was there and I got some, I got some great photos of, of some of the work and I don't know, I was having this whole, when I was working there, I, I had this feeling like, uh, you know, I'd like to work somewhere like this for a big company, for like corporate thing and doing, doing development, software development and web developments. And, and here I was, I was a construction worker on this site building this thing. And I, 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 at that time, I had a really wrong-headed view about construction, which, I mean, now I feel, I feel totally different about construction now. But Oracle feels to me like the Empire, you know. Yeah. It, it does feel like the Death Star. And I, it, it, at this point in my life, I've, I've, haven't, I've worked for only maybe a one medium sized company and otherwise smaller companies. And, um, I, I just, I wonder what life is like as a drone in that kind of system. And then the facility is so amazing. It's like, Oh, you know, this seems cool, but I know that it's like, I know that corporate life is not really for me now. Like I know that about myself and I feel like what I'm engaging in now is more of like, you know, an exciting small business, full of possibilities type of endeavor that's that m- most Americans are involved in, you know, um, I think I, I, I'm, not, I'm not sure I'm the numbers on that, but you know, and then, I, then it feels like in that, in that kind of star Wars comparison, it's like, I feel like I'm part of the rebel Alliance, you know, against the corporate world. Um, 
but then when you talk about it out loud, it's like, doesn't everybody think they're part of the rebel Alliance? <laughs> yeah. Uh, I was just thinking, is it possible that there's going to be some sort of crunch, some sort of lack of, because, you know, everybody our age, it seems to me, feels the same way that we do about not working these corporate office jobs. And it seems like people are really starting to learn that they don't have to do it. Is there going to be, you know, some kind of crunch where these jobs are, or are those jobs so redundant so. that so nobody would so. notice if, if there were a few, a few less of them? What those jobs have going for them is that they pay well. And they offer security. Yeah. And these are both things that I am interested in. Yeah, <laughs> I'm not, not interested in those things. But I've been in some corporate settings, smaller settings, but... Um, I understand I the feel, feel of that. I feel, but... I'd feel more comfortable in like a contracting construction setting. Yeah. You know? I feel like I'm, I can be more me. And I mean, you have a house and you have kids. Like you'd be the one you'd be the that's the type of person who you know you you know the stereotype is you get stuck in that job that you hate because of those other things and you know it's kind of presented as a trade-off you know you have to do that in order to have the have the have the wife and kids but that's everybody's realizing that that's not true that's a that's a silly stereotype and uh cliche and that it's it doesn't it's not really the case i think you definitely get addicted to it you know uh, the whatever pay level they have you at, whatever pay level they have you at, there's a um, living paycheck to paycheck paradigm. <laughs> yeah. Um, and that, you know, that makes sense. <laughs> but I think, you know, we've all learned, you know, as the, you know, the middle class disappears, um, everybody's learned that, you know, you, you make what you make and you figure it out and it's possible to do, you know, uh, you know, people have families of five on, you know, poverty level salaries and it's, you're not living, yeah. you're not living a good life. Don't get me wrong. I don't think it's right, but people figure it out. And, you know, whether you're in $12 an hour or $42 an hour, you know, you figure out. Yeah, you figure it out. But there's, the, there's also the sort of the debt spirals of like lower income situations. Sure. There's that, there's that also. Really yeah. Terrible. Like the it's a huge problem. Yeah. Um, it so in that same line of thinking that I was talking about with with the the establishment versus striking out on your own and doing your own thing. Then I started thinking about um, the settling of the new world and the type of person that would cling to the institution and 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 stay to what they knew, and then people who just like just like the rebel alliance these these people were um you know just fighting for their lives oftentimes and like to come to this country and just be like oh the possibilities you know mm -hmm. um i don't know <laughs> our a lot of our listeners think that the parts of the show where we get all like <sighs> squidgy philosophizing is the worst part of the show uh-huh <laughs> um so i don't know. 
so maybe I'll try to move on from all that. But that was just something I was thinking about recently, and I am uh, super stoked to be with the Rebel Alliance. I, I I don't feel the I don't feel the draw to the to working on the Death Star like I used to. I think I'll uh, I'll build a Death Star, but I don't want to work there when it's finished. You know what I mean? I'm like a mercenary that way, I guess. I think, you know, to us, it feels like we, we're getting bogged down and we're getting, you know, boring and it's, you know, kind of depressing and, uh, st- and we're, we're stagnating. But inevitably, people come back to me and they're like, wow, you know, you guys, you guys got real. You really, that really spoke to me the other day. So uh, it's like, like we've talked about before, it's, it's completely impossible to judge it on the fly. So... So time will tell whether this was a good episode or a bad bad episode. Oh, the king of Segway over here. <laughs> and that is a segue into our latest competition uh, contest. Yes, uh, there will be some more uh, more one magical hour swag is on the line. Uh, we were more swag on the line for our. 100th as we approach 100 episodes we wanted to and we wanted people to use our uh our voicemail line so i'm going to need to need to pull up the uh the uh phone number for that oh i've got it tattooed right here um <laughs> it's on my left ankle if actually. only that were true just read that uh we would like i'm threatening we would like to to try to to try to decide wh- which was the worst episode of one magical Na- one magical hour, and so we want folks to call the new uh, the new voicemail line, and you need to you need to specific you need to name a specific episode, but then you need to you need to describe a part of that episode that you found particularly terrible or unappealing or boring or whatever it was, and uh, describe that. Uh, into the voicemail and whoever we we uh we decide has uh <laughs> made the best case for the worst episode uh will win uh will win some sort of some sort of swag to be determined now i'm gonna let <laughs> shafi be the ultimate arbiter of this uh but i want to give the contestants a little just a couple of little hints here if i might um, center yourself between episodes one and ten, <laughs> and look for any kind of look for any kind of fumbling attempt at a quiz, <laughs> like uh, an internet quiz or something. Like I think there were some real missteps. There, there. might be some obvious ones, I, but I'm going to tell you the prize might go to the less obvious one. If uh, like like last episode, like episode <laughs> yeah, whenever, and uh, you know the. The prize uh, will probably be centered around your the your retelling of the of the incident or you, of the uh, of the particular bit of that episode. So uh, so make sure that it's something that uh, that you can get passionate about and call us. The number is five one two seven six 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 zero eight seven, and leave us that voicemail and let us know. And uh, we'll uh, whenever. Uh, Whenever we have uh, enough to uh, enough entries to make a contest, I will judge them. And at some point after the hundredth episode, we will announce the winner. We're very 
we're very excited. And don't, uh, guys, don't, don't worry about hurting our feelings. You know, Matthew Jameson was on the phone with me the other day, and he was like, gosh, man, I'm really worried. I feel like you guys have been really down on yourselves. You've been worried about the analytics and worried about the numbers. And, you know, he, he heard something that spooked him. He, he said it sounded like we were, we were going to stop doing the podcast, and he was real, real upset about it. Uh, so don't worry, you know, uh, we, uh, we think that this is a fun thing. If, if we can't laugh at ourselves, then, you know, what are we doing here? So enjoy it. Uh, we're really, really excited to hear from you. And, uh, but what if it's, what if it's this episode? <laughs> that's, that's pretty, that's pretty meta, that right? Kind of meta, yeah. <laughs> the worst part was when you were talking about, that contest for way too long about the worst podcast. <laughs> it's the worst of one magical hour so far, I think is the title of the, of oh, the right. contest. The worst thus far. The worst has already happened. Hopefully. Um, I'm sorry. Where were we? Um, can I tell you another thing about yes. work? Right now, I'm doing marketing and I'm doing estimating and I'm, I'm, I'm doing outreach, I'm building relationships, but I'm also sometimes just building a cabinet. Mm -hmm. uh, this week, I spent a lot of time in the workshop uh, building a cabinet and man, that that's a good day. Like just a, a day spent working with your hands is really great. You know, Fortune 500 CEOs like spend 30 years at the top and then quit their jobs so that, that they can finally make shaker furniture in their garage. Mm -hmm. Why can't you just make shaker furniture in your garage? Uh, it's speaking of making stuff in your garage. <laughs> Oh, I'm oh, sorry. <laughs> I was trying to. Sorry, I've been, I've been trying to, uh, I've been trying to educate myself on Esperanto on the fly. Uh, that's what's been oh, okay. going on over well, here. Well, can I tell? Um, um, can I tell you about something while you continue to do that? Can I tell the listeners? You definitely about something can. Yeah. While you continue to do that. This is, um, I'm going to give this segment a name on the fly. This is Future Creative Endeavors. Is, future Creative Endeavors. This is Tell the Listeners About Something. Or, or, or plans that may or may not pan All right. out. We love those. I had a great idea for a song. And a, not a song parody, but one of my original silly songs. It's been a while, you know, I had that great flowering of songage when my kids were young. Oh, we were watching them the other day. I, Amy at one point was like, you're going to forget those songs. We should record them. And, and uh, I mentioned this iPhone that I've had for five years. And there, there was a day that I sat down with the kids next to me and just sang the songs. And we went through those the other day and that was fun. Griffin was sad because he's not. Young <laughs> oh no. Griffin. Um, yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, that was funny. But just the other day, I, I had a, a, I had a stroke of inspiration. It's getting hot again here in Austin, Texas, after a polar vortex type winter, an occasional polar vortex winter. And um, it's sometimes my least favorite time of year, like when it starts getting hot, especially like it's what has rained a ton the last few days. And it's like a swamp out there. And at this time of year, I, I have this behavior that some people find peculiar. I'll go to a strip mall or a strip center or a, a government building, or maybe I'm just there to vote, or maybe it's the grocery store, or whatever it is, parking lot. Maybe I'm going to play it against sports. Who knows? And I will spend a lot of time just driving around the lot. What do you think I'm looking for when I'm driving around the lot, huh? I'm looking for a shady spot. It's shady spot season here in Austin, Texas. It's that time when you don't care about how much petrol you're burning. You're going to drive and drive until you find just a little bit of shade. It can be a tree. It can be a marquee. It can be the side of the building. But you want to know that when you come out of that building, you voted, you bought groceries, you you stopped for some CBD oil, you like whatever got a massage when you get back to your car it's gonna be just like a tiny bit cooler actually you know what i don't think that's true because i think when it comes to cars like shade yeah it's not a tight tiny bit it's much cooler oh yeah like i will sweat my my took us off from here to kalamazoo if 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 I've you got can a shady find, spot for my my black my black rig. You can yeah. find that shady spot. It's it's worth the it's worth the driving around a little bit, no doubt. So I'm gonna write a song about shady spot season. It's like it's like country oh, song, speech. you know, like down here in Austin, Texas, everybody knows it gets hot. And I'll drive from here to Kalamazoo to find a shady spot. Something like that. You I'm have working something on there, it. my friend. Just workshopping it. You like that? I've had a real drought between like songwriting. Like when I got that job, my last job that I that I did and quit, uh, I was new with my team, and we were doing a. We did digital menu boards. We were doing a menu for a coffee tea kiosk in a Las Vegas uh-huh. casino. Yeah, all right. <laughs> seven seven leaves there in uh, the MGM. That's a lot brand. of leaves. Uh, yeah, um, they got. Uh, it's one of the. It's kind of like a boba tea. It's got. It's got some regular coffees, but then it's got some teas. And some, some, they got a mung bean tea. Uh, and I wrote a little ditty and I sang it. Like I had just been on the team for like a month, you know, and, um, uh, I wrote a song called casino kiosk about how, um, you know, you've lost all your money at the casino and you're feeling pretty down and then. 
And then there's a casino kiosk Gonna make me feel I'm not lost Gonna get some <laughs> Americano and mung bean tea Casino kiosk, you mean the world to me And I think that it helped my team kind of know who I am You know, kind of figure out what like kind of guy they're dealing with Yes now I will say that the guy, the guy who was actually like tr- tr- training me, showing me how the sausage is made, he he was very complimentary. He was like, you know, I'm I'm good at what I do. He was he was good at what he did. He's like, I'm a talented guy, but I can't write a song, and I was really enjoying. This episode is making executive producer Alex Battles so happy right now. Whenever it is that he is listening to it, there's a lot of tech. <laughs> there's a lot of texosity in this episode. I feel like a lot of. Shady Spot Season, coming soon. The Shady Spot Season is going to be another hairbrushing song where people are like, hey, uh, yeah, I'm hanging in there, but I'm looking for the Shady Spot Season premiere. When's that going to happen? You're just like, uh, working on it. I'm workshopping it. Schaefer and I are charretting. Getting it. Get out of this charrette. Did you bring a bagels? Get out. <laughs> this is not your charrette. <laughs> Who hired this guy? He's He's out of here. Uh, J.R.R. Tolkien was a big supporter of Esperanto. Oh, I do. I knew we had something in common with Esperanto. I think, uh, you know, I've looked around. I, I just, I know that we've done this so many times, but I think I'm going to push the Esperanto talk a little more just because I feel like there's oh just, oh, Jesus. I feel like there's something thing. really special in this story and I want to make sure to find it. Uh, but it really is. It could be a whole episode. I think Esperanto is 101. Matthew. Like, I think we need to prepare. Salutan, Matthew. Suvi, Pretas, Registry, Spectaclon, C. Vesper. Oh, I see why this didn't work out. It's because it sounds stupid. <laughs> oh, I think it sounds great. <laughs> and it's and it's phonetic. You can you can you know how to pronounce everything just by looking at it. Oh no! I like English because you got to know a bunch of specific, <laughs> like hidden rules. I English is the best language because you can't follow the rules. In case you're wondering, I said, "Hello, Matthew. Are you ready to record a show tonight?" Oh, I thought you said, oh, "With mandibles like the predator." Welcome to one natural. <laughs> <laughs> Say it again. Salutan, Matthew. Suvi Pretas Registry Spectaclon Sivespera. So I'm hearing a lot of Latin. There's there, there's right? plenty of Latin in there, yeah. There's uh, there's a little of everything. He pulled from a lot of different languages, and uh, you know specifically. Um, He's he say the name. Uh, his name is. It's like Fight Club. Say his say name. Say my name. Say my name. Uh, Dr. L.L. Zamenhof, a Polish ophthalmologist. Uh, Esperanto, in Esperanto, translates to one who hopes. Mm-hmm. And it's a language of hope. For, uh, And, you know, it, yeah, it came from various romance and... Uh, Germanic languages, uh, but a lot of the grammar and semantics were influenced by Slavic languages, and that really just uh, in 
Slavic languages have really stripped down, uh, really stripped down rules, you know, and you can, you can learn a lot just from, uh, you know, just from the sound of it, it tells, kind of tells you everything you need to know. Like their names, like like Bogdan Bogdanovich. Like, like Bogdan <laughs> Uh Yeah, and so there's, I, you know, I found some interesting stuff, some dazzling details, but, and you know, I wonder if, I hope that this, uh, uh, I hope that this doesn't end up being like Sesame Street where I go trying to find this, a fascinating secret thing that doesn't exist at all but uh but we'll see we'll see uh if it's out there i will find it and i will share it with you one magical nation that is my promise let me suggest this possibility yes, sir. Shafe. uh what if we spark the second coming of esperanza what if this podcast I, makes it happen like wouldn't that be our greatest it would, accomplishment? yeah i think uh I think that would be very exciting and very fun and uh you know because all of the uh, ideological the 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 um what is it when you're really positive with your ideology your oh your ideal all the idealism of Esperanto is so relevant yeah, today right it definitely is like the need for harmony and for a common tongue that we all absolutely we all can feel comfortable with it's like not the tongue of your colonizer sorry everybody matthew i'm like i'm i'm apologizing for english <laughs> colonial problems uh there well who am i to apologize for that i'm a victim of that too lord knows man. they're out there my friend i'm just a I'm just a German abolitionist trying to escape from the Union Army. You know what we need? Jeff. We need some questions from Jeff. Get at us, Jeff. Send us some of those questions. Or if uh, other people out there in One Magical Nation would like to try their hand at Jeff-like questions. Like questions from Jeff from someone else. would be uh, That would be a lot of fun, too. I think the ultimate would be for somebody to write in posing as Jeff <laughs> and totally dupus and then tell uh, us later to express to uh, express uh, get at us and, and and pretend you're Jeff and see if I was going to say Q2Q express uh yeah. the uh and Q2Q express thank you for the uh for the uh poor choices versus wine uh, uh, diagram. No, 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 no. You got that wrong. Uh, that came from oh. Andy Bays, who may or may not be Choo Express. Matthew, I was I was trying to set him up and call him out, and he'd be like, "Oh, oh, oh you know, that was, <laughs> how well, did you know?" I <laughs> I think Choo Choo. I think Choo Choo Express is Andy Bays at this point. Andy, get get at us and let, let us. Know I was I was going to uh, yeah I I was trying to uh, yeah I was trying to set up a situation in which he would have to confess, but uh, I don't, but maybe he's not. 
Well, look, Starsky, <laughs> you got to tell me what's happening before we go into the interrogation I didn't, booth. I didn't think I didn't. I didn't think my plan through entirely. Anyway, that's a. Uh... Well, you thought. <laughs> here's what you thought. You thought we have gotten so good at improvisation that we can good cop, bad cop this motherfucker. <laughs> Just with some ESPN. Get, finally get to the bottom of the Choo Choo Express mystery. Oh, I think we should tell everybody, too, that we we were going to talk to Jameson Driscoll tonight about his recent um, student film yes. work. Yes, and we're still... Student film collaborations, and we, we want to do that, but Jameson wasn't feeling well just before the we show. We are still going so to do that. I did uh, a lot of... One of these nights very soon. I did a lot of prep. I did a lot. I got my prep ready for that. So yes, I'm very excited he did. about that. Do you have a news? Cruise? So if this show sounds particularly scattered. Let's blame it on Jameson. <laughs> no, I don't think so. I think this one sounds as cogent as any. <laughs> well, that's <laughs> that's. <laughs> but that's again, like true. you say, hard to tell in the moment. <laughs> <It's me. laughs> yes, a news cruise. <laughs> Do you have a beat, Maestro? Dun. Exciting and I'm I'm writing a note to actually news. Uh, exciting, exciting stuff. Hey Siri, uh, set a reminder seven a.m. tomorrow morning. Okay, just tell me what you want to be reminded. Tell me about the news cruise music. It says me about the news cruise music. Okay, that'll help. All right. DJ Chopped. Now everybody knows that I opt for the Australian female voice from this series. That's good. (laughs) That's good. Sorry to interrupt, Shafi. Go ahead. Field correspondent. Schaefer. A correspondent of everything. Poet in charge of correspondent. Schaefer Hall. It is with some trepidation that I report to you. Matthew and one magical nation about a worldwide rash of Lego theft. Oh, I thought you were going to say worldwide right. rash. I thought you were that was full stop, and I was thinking, <laughs> "Woo, that sounds terrible." But go ahead, Lego, Lego, theft. Lego, Lego larceny is on the rise. French police have been investigating an, an international ring of toy thieves with a particular affinity for colorful interlocking blocks. Uh, three suspects are caught taking Legos from a toy shop near Paris with the goal of selling them in Poland. It's not just Europe. Lego robberies have happened in the United States as well. One man in Oregon last month was arrested after police suspected he stole $7,500, $7,500 worth of Lego toy sets. There is lots of money in them. Uh, they come out in limited editions. They quickly become collector's items. And uh, there's a there's a black market for and I know a little bit about this. Uh, there are there is a black market for uh, highly highly the the pieces that are in high demand because they're more rare or whatever they 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 draw more money, uh, you know, in the online Lego market. It's just like podcasts. Uh, and then of course there there are also specific sets like the lego cafe corner uh it was released in 2007 for 150 dollars and nowadays can cost you three thousand dollars uh an unopened millennium falcon 3500 wow and uh so this and they say that they feel like part of the part of the demand is the pandemic and lockdown people are 
people are stuck inside their house and they're playing with Legos more. So once again, I have a personal anecdote to go with this. Sorry to have to break the bad news, uh, but Amy wanted a Lego set for Mother's Day. Um, she had during the pandemic put together one of the kids' Lego sets that they got for Christmas. Yeah, and she had really enjoyed that, and I got her the architecture New York skyline set. Nice. And she really enjoyed that. And she was marveling at the magic of Lego. <laughs> I love the architecture sets. I have the... Those are... They're amazing. I have the Empire State one. Okay. Uh, there's a Frank Lloyd Wright Falling Water one. Ooh. Wow. Oh, yeah. Good. Good stuff. Oh, I see Maybe here. Maybe we should yeah. do a podcast where we just sit and put together a Lego set together. And we, it consists mainly of ASMR of the bricks clicking oh, together. Oh, no doubt. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. plenty of plastic. Uh, I am totally, totally into it. Let me make a note here on the show sheet. Hey, Siri, remind me to remind me to get some Lego sets. For Hey, Siri, remind me to take a note. Oh, she heard me. Great. Yeah. Okay. Oh, she's still <laughs> writing. <laughs> now it says, Wait, "Hey Siri, remind me to take a note about Legos." Oh, she heard me. Great. Okay, she's still writing. Now it says, "Hey Siri, <laughs> take Legos. I'm trapped." <laughs> Here goes the. the there's I'm a sure remi- set off. There is a reminder that says, "Take a note about Legos." Oh, she heard me. Great. Okay. Oh, she's still writing. <laughs> now it says, "Hey Siri." <laughs> i'll text that to everybody in the group yeah and some uh and uh i'm sure some listeners had their series set off too i feel like this if, uh, i feel like if this was a award ceremony that we would have been played off a long time ago you know <laughs> yeah, <that'd be> <laughs> i don't mean the podcast as a whole and i don't mean that to be a hint <laughs> for the contest either but um, maybe we should we uh go ahead sorry we can instead of playing off we can just we can just do a matthew Svelina dream poem okay i think that that's a great idea and now that we, now that we've put the toe in esperanto <laughs> for everybody out there matthew Svelina is a um matthias Svelina is a friend of Schaefer's that we interviewed on this program and he runs a dream delivery service where he writes 100 dreams and either delivers them to you if you are in that area or you get them in the mail and I subscribed back in the fall. I feel sad, Schaefer, because I'm coming to the end of the dreams here. You know? Yeah, the... Uh... It's the 96th episode. We're going to do the 96th dream. I had interrupted you. I had interrupted you. What were you saying? Oh, I just found the Lego Coliseum. It looks awesome. I think that that's what we're going to build. What's the price point on the Lego Coliseum? Don't you worry about it, mister. (laughs) Yeah, right. 
Yeah. <laughs> They're not cheap. Like the, the, the New York skyline was like 60 bucks and it came and it was in a box that was like half the size of a shoe box. It was in a very yeah. small box. And I was like, Oh, that I expected a bigger box, but I'm, I'm maybe I'm living in 1985 for toy prices too. So that's just, Ooh, the Lego falling water is discontinued. So it's at, 635 so now. what you gotta do see is just find somebody who's got an unopened one see and then you greet them in the, in the in the darkness right in their home see and then you find the safe see with a, and then you take with the, a homemade shank. and you take the collectible <laughs> see okay is this a poetry corner should we let's do a beat for poetry corner it's the same beat through the whole show has anybody ever noticed that <laughs> have you ever noticed anybody ever noticed that it's always the same beat <laughs> the 96th dream and in honor of the 96th one magical hour you're woken i i, I ruined it <laughs> i ruined it already okay let me start again you are woken by alarms and screams you rush outside to find that a building has caught fire you rush to the building burning you rush to the burning building I really need my readers for this, and I don't have them. Yeah, you got your um, Still wearing the pink piglet pajama onesie that you'd been wearing in bed. The firefighters, someone screams. They're stuck in traffic, out past the interstate. A few people have super soaker water guns. You tell them to all spray their water onto you, and they do, soaking your onesie until it is cold and heavy with water. You trudge up to the fire. The flames shrink away from you as if in fear, as if they lack self-confidence. The fire is not burning this building out of anger or out of spite, but out of fear. A mixed-up fear. The fire is destroying because destruction is the only way it can express itself. You reach your arms wide, water dripping from your soaked onesie. <laughs> onesie. We used to say onesie <laughs> when dark. And you hug the fire. Steam rises and water sizzles as the fire recoils from your embrace. It tries to burn you as it has burned this building. As it has burned so many things before. You stretch your arms wider and wider, stretching them out like a cartoon character, like a plasticky superhero, stretching them out to embrace the entire fire in all its heat and fury and pain and ferality and fear. You wrap your arms around the fire as it steams and smokes, eyebrows singing, singeing from your brow, your skin hot and raw until finally the fire begins to fade to fizzle the fire slumps forward into your arms still burning still hot but no longer burning the building no longer burning you wow that uh that was that was a real journey wouldn't you say every time we do one of these i'm blown away so Thanks again, Matthias. He's pre he probably has not heard any of a any of our readings of the poems, but maybe he'll stumble upon them one day 
and regret. Yeah, and regret ever granting that interview. (laughs) What did I do? Who are these freaks? (laughs) Poor bastard. One Magical Nation, we love you. We would love you more if you would leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. I each and every one of you. I know that you can't do half stars. So if you think we're three and a half, round up. Go to Apple Podcasts, give us four stars. Or five if Not, you slip on the mouse. Nothing less than four. Thank you oh, very yeah. much. Oh, yeah. Don't bother if it's less than four. <laughs> uh, just get at us. Let us know you're out there. We uh, uh, Choo Choo Express recommended that uh, we get some more feedback from our, our, our listeners in India. Uh, he, I guess he didn't hear all of those episodes where we requested that specifically. But uh, here it is. We're doing it again. We would love to hear from you guys. Uh, we would We would also, yeah, uh, you know, uh, if you have any recommendations for some Bollywood movies some that uh, Matthew and I could review or describe in detail, that would be lots of fun, too. I, I can't say that I'm a Bollywood buff. <laughs> I'll do that. I'm, you know, I've always been really into musicals, so that that could be uh maybe that's more my wheelhouse. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It's better when one of us learns something and shows up and tells the other that way the other can yeah. have that real that one magical experience uh, a reaction to things. Coming away from the podcast a better person. I've learned so much co-hosting this podcast. Thanks. Thanks for riding or dying with me Shafee. thank you sir every one of them is special to me I just wish that we could finally learn that the poor are the choices the sweeter the wine Unfold.
magical hour. Oh, Matthew and Schaefer. Podcast Spectacular. Thank you.